1: Thank you very much for joining me an hour later today due to a commitment uh, that I had, but with you now and uh, will be with you for uh, as long as you would like. I really want to thank those that listened to the show yesterday and called in and uh, talked about what obviously needed to be discussed. And we'll start slowly but surely uh, getting back to sports, but I also will welcome phone calls on, you know, the important topics that are going on in our world. And anyone that's listened to me over the decades, uh, I've always tried to stay away from politics. Uh, I've tried to stay away from sexuality. Uh, I've tried my best uh, to stay away from white versus black, black versus white. Uh, other ethnicities, I've, I've really tried. Sometimes that's unavoidable. But the, the point is, I've done my best over the years uh, to avoid uh, a lot of the topics where, quite frankly, you can't win. And by that, I mean, if I'm going to talk about politics, I'm going to upset 50% of my audience. And it really doesn't matter you know, what side of the fence that I'm on and so I have just always tried to stay away from that. The one thing I will say over the past 48 hours is it doesn't take a rocket scientist, it doesn't take a genius to understand why our country is as troubled as it is. I did a podcast on Tuesday and. Basically, it was about how disturbing several events have been in the month of May as it relates to racism. And I ended the podcast by saying, and yet we still have a week left to go, and who knows what's going to happen before we turn the calendar to June. And then the next day, we had the just horrific tragedy in Uvalde, Texas. Which was different than my topic, but the premise was the same of all of the problems that we have going on in this country. And I will just say, after watching some, not all, some news, reading stories online, and looking at comments of people, both verified and unverified, it's very apparent to me why our country is as divided as it is. Divided politically, divided racially, divided religiously. It's just sad, it's just sad. And I don't have the answers, I really don't. But what I always talk about is common sense. And I think that this country has lost its ability to deal in common sense. And the reason why I feel that is too many people put their own personal agendas over what's good for the masses. And when you have people that put their own personal gain ahead of what's best and what is right, we're gonna continue to have these issues. And it's just, it's sad. It's there's there's no other way to say it. It's sad. So you know if you want to talk about that, we can. NBA playoffs tonight. The Warriors will try to finish off Dallas hockey. Uh, the Rangers and the Hurricanes getting ready to drop the puck in a little bit, in a couple of moments. Anything else you want to talk about? All you got to do is hit your hand icon. I will put you up on stage and we can get going. All right. Why don't we start it off with Andy? Andy, uh, we'll get to you here first on this Thursday. Hi, Andy. How are you today?
4: I'm good, Grant. Um, I listened to your show yesterday, and um, I was trying to avoid it, the, the, you know, the commentary, because it was so sad. I was on a long bike ride, and I listened to it, and I thought you did an excellent job, and your guests were very thoughtful and informative, and so I, I thank you for that. Well, thank you. A um, couple things. Um, I am definitely on the uh, right side of the political spectrum, I'm a gun owner, um, and it frustrates me that people of my political ideology just seem to take a very all or nothing approach, you know, to any sort of um, modification of their position. And so I just want to share with you a couple of things that I've shared with friends of like-minded people, and I, was, I expected them to push back, and they didn't on a couple of things. And I thought you might find this interesting, given again where most people would consider me, you know, a wing nut, as they put sure. it. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> first off, right. I'm a gun owner, and I have a gun safe, and the only one who knows the combination of a gun safe is me, and my brother who lives in another state, because I take full responsibility for those guns, and even though my I am an 18 year old and I have 24 year old, and 25 year old, I if they asked me for a combination, I wouldn't give it to them, because that's how dangerous I know that they are and how someone at their weakest moment could do something themselves or do something to other people. And, you know, people have to take responsibility when they own guns, right? Like number one, right? And so with that, I think there should be some liability, um, if, you know, to parents who don't safeguard their guns. I mean, real meaningful, like liability where people, you know, would would be more hesitant about having a gun if they wouldn't take the proper steps you know, to, to keep it away from young people or, you know, thieves or whatever. Right. So that's number one. So liability um, for that. No, number two, in most of these states, and even in Texas, you have to be 21 to have a handgun, but only 18 for quote long gun. And I just, I think, you know, especially when it comes to an AR-15, if you're saying that you know, at, at, at 18 or you know, 20 years old, you're not old enough to have a 22 caliber pistol, but you can have a, you can have an AR-15 because it's a long gun. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, no, it doesn't. And and if you want to have one when you're younger, then you you know if you show that you've been in the military or you're you know you're a young police officer or or maybe a person would uh, an adult would take would bond you know basically sign off on a bond saying I'm responsible for this right this person's under 21, I'm uh, sponsoring them in terms of getting this, and if they screw up, it's on me. People would take the, that responsibility a lot more seriously if they did that. So
1: that's number two, okay? I, okay, let me interrupt Let me interrupt for one second because I, I found this to be fascinating. I'm gonna add something else to this and just for, to be transparent, I've never had a gun in my hand. I heard but you every, yesterday, yeah. But, but, but every single one of my friends have firearms and multiple firearms from pistols to assault rifles but they've all gone to training they all know how to use their weapons and like yourself they keep them in a locked space so how about if you're under 21 and you buy any firearm and i know we're uh, for right now i'm keeping it under 21 maybe we can extend the age but i'm just for sake of conversation how about in order for someone to have a firearm they must take a class similar to getting a driver's license okay where you go under a certain class you then get the license to have your weapon And while that is going on there's background checks there's everything else and and if the instructor or the school and again I'm, i'm i'm generalizing here deems that the person is not fit to have a firearm then they oh, right. don't get their license you know what i mean so again i'm speaking in very broad terms but how about that but anyway go ahead
4: I totally agree um also there's a very smart guy pretty famous venture capitalist guy very liberal dude who put out a suggestion i'm giving you things that i agree with so i feel like if i agree with them then you know maybe some people you know politically would feel like hey there's you know it's safe to you know get in the pool here right and he right. said yes you know. <sighs> you know, maybe for certain weapons, see, I, I distinguish between, you know, a bird shotgun, you know, two shot shotgun and an AR-15. I own AR-15s. I enjoy owning AR-15s. Right. Um, but <laughs> if they said, you know, you, you know, you have to take a training class to own this. It's not, this is not a 22 caliber, you know, squirrel gun. You have to acknowledge there's a difference there. Right. And to your point, those people could then look for like sort of erratic behavior or irresponsible behavior or whatever. Okay. Sure. So we're agreement on that. These are all things that, you know, could marginally with needle. And then your friend Anita yesterday, if we got $40 billion for the Ukraine, we ought to have some money to harden these schools or put, give retired military people, people who've seen combat, right. And say, okay, the federal government's going to fund this. You get a, you get a $20,000 tax credit. If you put in, you know, a thousand hours or whatever, uh, you know, you'd be certified by sure. the local sheriff. And the federal government could sponsor that, right? And it, so that, I think, hardening the schools, um, you know, and, and providing the same amount of safety we do at, you know, banks and sporting events, it, it just, it's just crazy to me. And then lastly, you know, oh, 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 one more thing. The last two horrible deals here, have been, again, 18 years old. So maybe 18 is a bit too young. If you can't have a beer, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have an AR-15. Secondly, why is body armor legal? And maybe, I know. I don't understand that. Maybe the FBI, instead of monitoring like school board activities, would look up every 18-year-old who's buying body armor and saying, what's it like? Dig into their social media. What are you buying body armor for? You got to be right. paranoid. Either yep. bad intention, or you're paranoid, right? Yes. I mean, I, yes. I, mean, I have a lot of. I, I like. God, I. Did someone said hey, you want to buy a body. Why? What? What is that all about? That's just. And no one's talking about that. Okay. And yep. then thank you for letting it's me. It's a great on. point. The last thing I would say is, Steve Kerr, where he's concerned, um, I feel like he weighs in way too much uh, on various political issues. He didn't like our prior president. He had to let that know. He also showed up in Oakland schools two years ago with George Floyd, saying that he wanted the campus security removed from the school because it made African American kids feel unsafe. And this is a guy who's also saying we have to do something about school shootings. But he showed up at the school. I've seen it on tape, like today, on saying we have to get these guys off. He's yep. a hypocrite, and he's way too political you know, to be sort of fair-minded. I'm trying to be fair-minded about this. Get, so lastly, thank you. Get rid of body armor, training like you suggested, yep. liability, especially if you're reckless, uh, uh, you know, in terms of how you store your weaponry. Um, uh, and I forget, body armor. Well, and, and, and I would say, I actually called my congressman today. First time I ever called. And I said, hey, I'm with you. He's a very conservative congressman. I said, "Right." Uh, you know, this is not this is not offensive to me. This is not infringing on anything. I don't need body Correct. armor to protect myself, right? Correct. That's that's absurd.
1: It, it, it both And here's the other thing: no, no, no one, no one is saying they need to go to Andy's house and take away your weapons. Okay, what we're what we're saying here is what we have been doing is not working, and we have to acknowledge, regardless of whether you're on the right or either left, whether you're a gun owner, gun owner or not. We have to come to an agreement, just like you have, that, hey, what we have been doing is not working, and we need to make some modifications to minimize these type of tragedies. You well know we're never going to prevent them entirely, but we can minimize them. But we all need to come together and acknowledge we have a problem, use our common sense. And again, no one's saying you can't own a gun, you can't have we're not saying that. We're just saying we need to make a few modifications because what we have been doing as a society in this country is not working. That's all. I don't and know I why think, people would have a problem have, with
4: that. You'd have an army of ex-military, retired police, who would, um, you know, go through the training, meet with the principals, meet with the local sheriffs, and would yep. be happily yep. engage these people. If and they and deterrence is the is the greatest uh, aspect. Is I'll tell you lastly, the reason I own guns. Is my, my aunt and uncle were murdered in a home invasion and wow. they were they were unarmed wow and, and i was an adult when that happened and that's when i started
1: out well, well i'm so sorry to hear that i will just yeah. say this in, in in closing i'm anti-gun but i'm very pro in terms of people owning firearms and i will say every and i and i i know this is a blanket statement but i'm going to make it anyway every single person that i know personally that has a firearm is a responsible gun owner they take it seriously they have taken classes they know how to use their weapons they know how to store their weapons properly they're not cavalier with their weapons and you know what i'm actually feel very safe around them because they have taken the time to do diligence to not only have firearms and multiple firearms i've got one friend that has 42 weapons all right he is trained and knows how to use every single one of them responsibly and I am fine with that. I'm absolutely 100 percent on board with that. We just need to modify the way we're doing things. I think that's not too much to ask. I mean all these
4: kids that did this stuff, the one kid in, in Buffalo, he was like beheading cats and stuff. I mean the parents come on. I they, know the parents, they know. They, this kid, even you know, the other oh, he had no you notice he said, he had no record. We're not he turned 18 like three months ago. We're not sure of his juvenile record. Huh? want to make a bet? You want to make a yeah. bet? Yeah, there's a hundred, There's a hundred indications. And like your cop guy said yesterday, speak up, make it uncomfortable for people who are erratic, who have these antisocial tendencies. And all of a sudden, the the day they turn 18, they go and buy, you know, an AR-15. I mean, any gun shop should
1: have every right to say, I'm not selling it to you. Right? Yep. Amen. (laughs) Hey, Andy, great call. Great call. You take care. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you
4: for your time. Appreciate it.
1: But, no, thank you, but, man. What a great way to start off the show! Great, great, great job right there. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen App, and we're going to uh, check in with Jay. Jay, good to hear from you today. How are you, sir? Hey, Grant, great.
5: You know, I look forward to Thursdays because that's a day where uh, sometimes I get to be able to call in and chat with you. And I was going to plan on chatting with some scenarios uh, with the, uh, the the upcoming draft, but they they can wait.
1: <laughs> we yes, call. they can. <laughs>
5: So uh, yes. yeah, you know, I, 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 love what Andy just said. Um, I, I, I fall in that camp a lot. Um, I've, I've had, I have guns. Um, I've had them for years, well, well trained on them, you know, safety is everything. Um, as my son grew up, you, you know, uh, and got to the age where he could get a gun. Um, we, we were adamant, even at, even though he was you know 21, we were adamant that he had he went through all the training that we did and that he had the safes and, and uh, all of that. And uh, luckily it wasn't, it wasn't a hard rock to roll up a hill. He, he was all, he was all into that, which made us uh, very proud that he was going to be responsible. And, um, you know, lots of our family has uh, gone down that same path. And unfortunately, like Andy, you know, we, we have a similar story in our family past where, you know, there was a home invasion um, scenario and, and, and our family has gone down the path of making sure that we know how to use the guns, keep them safe, and keep them in our hands only. And to the point where we've even gone through CC, you know, concealed carry uh, training, so that we are comfortable with it. Um, and uh, you know, we, the bar is extremely high for us to would to ever use a weapon we the safety always comes first and so when we and that's the way I, I and I'm like you most of my friends have guns a handful don't but most of them do and they all they all approach it the exact same way so when we look at things like what happened this week and in the past similar scenarios it's multifactorial you know you know yes there's a gun involved but it's it's multifactorial and I and I guarantee you that if you Andy myself and Pick some, pick a random anti-gun person on the left. If the four of us sat down in the room, taking politics out of it and just using common sense, by the end of the day, we would have a plan that we that we could implement that would s- solve this ninety percent of the time because it's common sense. It's right and it's wrong. And hardening hardening the schools, use doing the the things that Andy said. Those those suggestions have been out there for years. I, I just it boggles my mind that we're having this conversation again. <laughs> and uh, yep. it's it, it, it's not, uh, you know, I guarantee you, we could sit down with political people and I not agree. have a political conversation and fix the problem because yep. there's common sense, you know?
1: Um, and you know what's sad? We're probably gonna be having this conversation again sooner rather than later. And, you know, it, we're, we're gonna be right back to where we are now. I do believe, and maybe maybe you, if you disagree, feel free to tell me, I really feel that the tragedy in Uvalde, Texas on Tuesday for this country may have been a tipping point where, because there are people like yourself and like Andy and I've talked to some others that are like, hey, I'm pro-gun, I'm conservative, but we need to do something differently to minimize these tragedies. And I'm hearing that a lot and I think that's a real positive. Now, the question is, can we, can, can, you know, can we move it over to the politicians so that they can, they can give? You, you, there has to be compromise here, but I go back to doing what's right. You know, there's what's right and what's wrong, and common sense, Jay, you brought that up, and I bring that up all the time. We need to deal in practicality and common sense here. Nobody's saying Someone's going to go to Jay's house and you have to hand over all your weapons. All we're saying is we need to do some things differently to try to minimize these tragedies. It's why can't we come up with a solution? We've got to be able to do that, Jay. And I'm with you. I think if you and Andy and some others that do make the decisions in our government, I I, I agree. I think you probably could come up with ideas and solutions to minimize what is going on in our society.
5: Yeah. You know, listening to, um, one of your callers yesterday, I think Kyle, talking about the conversation he had with his son, um, Ryan. You, you know, yeah. You know, I'm sorry, Ryan. Yeah, you know, um, I, I was I was I was driving my car today, listening to that podcast, and and you know, I, I almost had to stop driving for a minute because I was like, you know, it wasn't that long ago. I remember, I probably, you know, my, my son's 26 now, so it was probably mm-hmm. 15 or 16, and I was I was extremely bothered by the amount of video games that that all the kids his ages were playing and i, and I really put yes. limits on it and um uh we had i had a conversation with my son back then 11 years ago i had a conversation with him to to, to really kind of get it to, to, into this 15 year old's head the difference between a video game and real life because right. I, I was so concerned about the amount of hours and, and he was an athlete i mean he spent Three or four hours after school every day at practice, you know, practically, you're and he you still had time for these damn video games. Um, and um, uh, you know, that, those, the, the, there was some enlightenment in that conversation. And I would have, as, as I was a high school basketball coach for a long time, and so I, I was with these teenagers for years. And I would bring these conversations up to these kids and and chat with them about. Uh, you, know, you and I, when we grew up, it was, it was we were outside with sticks and balls and getting banged yes. up. We weren't sitting in front of TVs, you know. Until and dark, right. Exactly, every night. And, um, right. you know, I had lots of conversations with some of these kids and some of the feedback I got from some of them was worrisome, you know, and, and it went back to parenting and, and parameters. And you extrapolate that into folks so that have mental health problems and this and that. And, you know, you can just see where there, there's the basis for these problems, and one of the things that Andy said that I, I agree with, uh, and I own an AR-15, I own some other long guns, um, in the state of California. And there's a lot of things I don't agree with with the state of California, but in the state of California, you have to be 21 to have a long gun, and I, I, I really I don't have a problem with that, you know. And you, there can be some caveats if if you're if you're trained, if you have special training, if you're in the military. Um, I, I wouldn't, you know, getting getting guns, you go through a background check, and there's a time, wait, and all that, and every state's a little bit different, but I 100% agree, it, there should be, a, like you get a driver's license, there should be a gun test, you know, safety, basic stuff, and um, that that extra little level is yes it may, it, just may t- it may take the 99% of us and don't abuse our guns and just make us just a little bit more aware and maybe we're going to speak yep. up a little bit more it may not prevent the things that happened yesterday but but um the, those little things add up and then then the sidelight things and and it's the sideline it's the sideline things that's going to fix it the hardening of the schools some of the things Andy talked about having key card entries there there i, I think it's going to come out that there was horrible security Lapses with what happened the other day. Um, not the no it, question. You know, but I, I think that you know is it's not just the there's a whole bunch of multifactorial avenues that we can walk down, and not it's it's not just the guns, it's not just the security, but it's all of these little things added together, and us as a society being more and more responsible. And, and saying something. Uh, I, I work very closely with law enforcement. I've, I've worked with law enforcement for years. I do a lot of their uh, uh, canine work. And I've become very, very close with some of these officers. And unfortunately, a, a few have died in the line of duty that I personally knew. I've been at their funerals. But I've also shot guns with um, law enforcement folks. And they tell every single one of them, has told me we would rather have a well-trained, good guy, non-police officer with a gun and know about it in a scenario than not. So they mm-hmm. most most of the guys, you know, they're okay with the trained citizens that know what they're doing, um, having guns, using them the, as protection, using them the right way, not not out and about in society wielding them. Of course not. You know the 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 the, cease, the concealed carry type of. Um, rule following that truly understands it they they appreciate that, and they understand the good uh, where a good guy with a gun can come and
1: come into play. sure
5: well, um, but yeah,
1: well, I was just I'll, I'll I'll conclude this conversation. I was thinking about this today. I was thinking about the call that you were referring to yesterday about the conversation with the seven year old and I one of the great joys of my life was taking both my boys to school every day whenever I was home and not doing a Kings game. And I did that. It didn't matter if I got home from a road trip at 3.30 in the morning, I got up, I got him breakfast, I got him ready, and I would drop him off to school. And I was thinking about Ryan and I was thinking about how many parents must have had the same conversation that Ryan had with their children yesterday. Do you know, I never had to have that conversation I mean, and I'm blessed and, and you know, I'm, my boys are the same as yours. I have a 23 and 25 year old. And again, I took them to grade school. I dropped them off. And every single day I was home, I would be taking my kids to school. Never once had to have that conversation. And I was just thinking, wow, that's really not that long ago. And think about the conversations that must have been taking place in homes across this country yesterday before school. How sad is that? But it's a necessity. Yeah, yep.
5: listening to Anita yesterday, having to think about those things. Oh you know, wow. It's, it's yep. like, oh my gosh, you know. And, yep. Um, definitely. So, hey, you know, um, well done, Grant, stepping out. Thank and you, Jake. With this, and um, I'll, I'll, I'll get hold of you next week, and we'll we'll chat about the Kings.
1: Sounds great. You take care. Bye
2: bye. Bye, buddy. Bye
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
3: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All
1: right. Good call right there. Let's get to some other phone calls. Actually, speaking of the guy we were just talking about, he's on with us right now, and it's Ryan. Ryan, uh, you know, I think your conversation really hit home with a lot of people yesterday, and I, I was just wondering how many parents like yourself had that conversation yesterday with their children before they went to school, if if they even sent them to school.
2: Yeah, Grant, there was a lot of people that did not send their kids to school. You hit that yep. nail on the head. Um, you know, I, I'm sure there was a ton, and I hope that conversation can help or spur other people to have that conversation if they have not had it yet. But my biggest prayer is we don't have to have that conversation again, and I worry that. That conversation is gonna have to come up again, just based off, you know, yep. the the track that everything's on right now with school shootings and mass shootings, and it, it's a scary thing. And Jay, I appreciated his comments and he hit the nail on the head. When we were growing up, we were outside playing sports. We weren't playing them on video games. And I wonder, and I wanted to kind of spit all this with you, I, I think that social media, you look at some of these school shooters, right? They're getting younger and younger. Or, you know, a lot of times they're between 13 and 18 years old. Columbine, um, those were high school students. I don't believe social media was around then, but I wonder how much of an influence of bullying, social media, and parents really not taking the time to monitor what their kids are doing on there, how that could prevent these things from happening again.
1: Uh, I think. All of uh, the above and more. I, I think there are so many problems in our society now. You know, we have uh, a lot of a lot of parents both work now. They're not there to supervise their children like maybe uh, when I was growing up, or I don't know what your situation was. I mean, I hate to stereotype in this situation. I'm always very careful not to do it, but sure. there there are a lot of reasons, and I think unsuper. And, and I'll tell you something else that I really believe factors into this. And I had Eric Burns on uh, well over a year ago. He did the triathlon across America to try to raise money and awareness for all of our physical fitness programs that had been cut uh, across this country. But it's not only physical fitness programs. There's so many other extracurricular activities because of budget cuts and what have you don't exist anymore. So there are less things for our children to get involved with after school then when I was growing up, obviously, I'm a different generation than you, so I can't speak for your generation, but we had a surplus of things to choose from after school uh, when I was growing up, and a lot of us did, but even if we didn't, we were all outside. We were either playing basketball, stickball, football. We were We were always together, and we were always together until we got in trouble for staying out too late cause it was dark and we missed dinner and stuff. No, really, but you know, so I mean, different generations deal with different things. I just think that there, are, there aren't enough, uh, there's not enough attention uh, put on our youth in terms of extracurricular activities that's organized activities because of budget cuts. I think that's one issue that we're dealing with as well. Uh, and I, I, again, it's a small issue, maybe a medium issue. It's not going to solve the problem. But I believe this, I believe it all comes together. I think you take all of the things that our youth are dealing with right now. And it, it, it it's a lot for a lot of our kids to handle. I think there's a lot of truth to that.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't want to take up too much time, but I'll share a little story with you. Um, I, I think COVID, not saying that COVID contributed to the shootings, there's been so many shootings before this. But when you have two working parents, so my wife works full-time, I work full-time, we've got other things on the side, having to do distance learning with your children is very tough because you have to make sacrifices and obviously your children come first. But when we went to pick up the curriculum and pick up the computers for the distance learning, I wasn't over here, I wasn't trying to ease in on the conversation, but the gentleman in front of me was telling the teacher hey, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. We have three children. If I don't go to work and my wife doesn't go to work, and he said we work minimum wage jobs, then I'm not able to feed my children. And he was leaving his kids at home, three of them, the oldest being 11 years old. And they were doing the distance learning on their own, which opens up more than enough time by no means am I saying that they were violent or whatever but it gives them enough time without adult supervision to you know maybe just go down that rabbit hole where you start looking at stuff that you didn't know about before and it just broke my heart and even just thought of you know children like depending on school meals to eat every day yep Yep. it it, it's it's unreal so you're right there there does need to be some changes and it just I, i couldn't fathom it it was to the point where my wife and i were like hey do we reach out to them and say hey you can come do the distance learning with my son here and we'll help you out um but you know i just there there's a lot of issues that need to be addressed but yeah um i know i I know when i was in school i remember being in junior
1: high and high school and i played a lot of sports but Even if you didn't play sports, there were clubs and things that were going on, whether it was art or what have you. And there was what they call the late bus. I don't know what it is like now, but you know, when the bell rang to end school, you know, you had the buses. And but if you wanted to be an extracurricular activity, whether it was sports or music or whatever the case may be, there was a bus that left, you know, two hours later or two. You know, there were those things that were in place. I don't know now because I'm I'm out of. You know, my kids are grown and so I'm, I'm not familiar with what is available and what's not available now. But I just think there are all of these things contribute to some of the problems that we're having in our society right now. And I do believe that the pandemic has had a very negative effect on not only this country, I mean, it, it, the world, too. But excuse me, I think it's pretty obvious. Um, but 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 again, I go back to what what is the solution? You know, we had Andy, who was the first caller today and i thought what he said was was very interesting you know about his where he stands politically what he believes in but he's now willing to say okay wait a minute we need to do better we need to come forward and make some changes and i think a lot of people are feeling that way this week uh, the question is are our politicians feeling that way too and it's up to us to make them feel the pressure. I mean, think about that. Andy said he called the congressman for the first time. Think about that. I wonder how many other people have done that. And if we put pressure on our elected officials and 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 demand it, and we have enough people that are doing that. I read today uh, a high school on Long Island walked out in protest, saying, you know, they want change. You know, I wonder. You know, it, it, it's. I, I just. Again, I go back to this, Ryan. I said this yesterday and I said it again today. I just wonder if what happened Tuesday is going to be a tipping point in this country as it pertains to our gun laws and things of that nature. I just, I'm, I'm beginning to feel that the answer to that question is yes, that Tuesday is our tipping point in this country. And it is so sad and so tragic that so many young people and two teachers had to, give their lives for us as a country to wake the hell up and say enough is enough.
2: Grant, I hope you're right. And I really appreciate you doing the show three days in a row on this. Thank you. Because that's, that's going to get out or at least make one person make a call just like Andy. Right. Yep. But you know, I, we talked about it yesterday. I'm an optimist. I, I try to look at things half full, but the thing that bugs me is if Sandy Hook didn't do it. I know. It, 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 I know. It, it, where's your, you know, I, I want to believe, but I, I just don't, you know, and yep. it, it's hard, but that doesn't mean that you don't stop trying, right? So, nope, um, you can never stop I, trying. Yep. I encourage everybody to contact their local legislatures, special, or legislators especially if you're here in california Um, grant i actually worked in the legislature um, for an assemblyman in the 44th district for three or four years and there's an entire system that they use where anytime you call in um, they document your call and they look at it but the problem is you know you're gonna you're gonna get what you want to hear at first and then when election year comes up it becomes a different thing regardless of the balance in you know, with your constitu- constituency on where they kind of fall on different things. And I was lucky to work for a legislator that literally stood up to the Speaker of the House. And we got moved across the street to the LOB. Wow. And we were in a little wow. closet because he stood up to the Speaker. So, and it was on a similar issue. We had a lot of people calling up. It was, I don't know if you remember, Grant back in 2007 2008 when they were looking to basically put a huge tax on ammunition and um yes i do remember that yeah and we we said no and um yeah we got moved across the street so about that uh, well yeah and furloughed so it's it's a slippery slope and that's what got him out of politics ultimately he did get back into them but at least that's somebody that stood up what for what's right and stood up for their constituency and it it, i don't know i i hope the legislators do the right thing at this point because like you said i do feel the scale is tipping at this point and I'm very encouraged by the amount of people that do own firearms i in full transparency i have a firearm in my house and you know we do it responsibly and it's to protect your family but I am encouraged by the amount of people that are usually saying, you know, you're going after our rights that are now saying, you know, we do need to do something. So yep. I, I hope they follow through.
1: Thank you very much, Ryan. Have a good night. Appreciate you it. Too, Take care. Good stuff. Hey, if you want to call the program today, you hit your hand icon uh, and we will do it just for those of you. Uh, uh, my podcast will be released tomorrow a little bit later than normal. Uh, I had a commitment the entire day today, and so I'm going to uh, do my podcast, the Friday podcast, uh, tomorrow, uh, and it will be released before noon Pacific time, all right? Just wanted to put that out there for those of you uh, that are expecting that. All right, good calls today, and we're going to continue on with Jeff. Jeff, good hearing from you as always. How are you? Good, Grant. How are you? I'm hanging in there, buddy.
6: So, is today's show, we could talk about sports or are we still talking about whatever you want? Yeah, you can talk about sports. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. So, you know, another crazy game last night, and, uh, you know, Boston turned it around in the second half. Uh, What do you see happening tonight? Is Luca going to be able to put him on his back and do it?
1: I think Golden State will win this game tonight. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be a rout, but I'd be very surprised. Not shocked, but I'd be very surprised if Dallas is able to extend this series. Uh, Golden State's a better team. Uh, they're back home. Uh, I would be very surprised if the Warriors do not close this out tonight. Meanwhile, you know, the 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 series in the East has set basketball back, you know, 50 years. I mean, it's got to be the worst it's honestly for two teams in the conference finals, it's gotta be the worst basketball that anyone can remember in recent memory over a sustained period of time. It's embarrassing for the league is really what it is. It's just god awful. It's terrible.
6: It is terrible. It's it's pathetic. And on that note, um, so, I mean, this is, it's not uh, crazy, but, uh, you know, I come up with some crazy things once in a while, as you know, but, uh, what what do you think uh, all these people comparing uh, Luca to uh, Larry, to Larry Bird?
1: Well, I think the only reason why they're comparing him to Larry Bird is Larry Bird is because they're both white. You know, I, I I hate the fact that there are people when they compare an athlete to someone else, it always has to be the same color as their skin. Why? You know wh- Why? 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 Why can't we compare Luca? to somebody else why does it have to be Larry Bird why because he's white I it's just I don't know you know first of all you know Luke is still a relatively young player right he's he, he's only in his fourth season right so can we can we at least wait a couple more years I'm, I'm before good. we compare him before we compare him to one of the greatest players and a legend in Larry Bird who's got multiple championships can we at least wait a couple more years before we take somebody that's what 24 years old, who's in his fourth season, and compare him to Larry freaking Bird, you know what
6: I mean? I I actually there's a thing on it in Google, and you probably already looked it up, I probably, but like you said, Larry's 13 years, made the playoff 12 out of the 13 right. years, 12 time All Star. Now what what really got me was I know it's young, but what do you think that Luca the only category that Luca is better than Larry at. What do you think? Well, there's two. Th- there's two. There's two things. I'm sorry.
1: Well, I I don't know, but I would also preface it as saying it doesn't really matter because the game was played completely different. It was okay. a different era where the three-point shot was not prevalent, even though Larry was a great three-point shooter. The game was played with a man in the middle in a pivot. Uh, yeah. The game was completely different, so I wouldn't even—I don't know the answer to your question, but number two, I don't think it's relevant. But with that said, go ahead.
6: So Luca only beats Larry by a point and a half per game at this point, even with the three-point. Larry okay. was at twenty-four point three. Luca's at twenty-six point four. Rebounds: Larry was ten point ten a game. Luca's eight point five. Assist Larry was at 6.3, Lucas at 8. But, you know, Larry played down in the – he played down in the yeah, – Larry's
1: a small forward, Lucas playing point guard.
6: So there's your assists. Uh, steals per game, this was surprised. Larry had more steals, almost two per game. Lucas at 1.1. Blocks per game, Larry had uh, .8, Lucas .4. Okay. So basically uh, – oh. Field goal percentage, this is interesting. Larry was almost at 50%, 49.6 and Lucas at 45.7. Now three-point percentage, Larry Bird point thirty-seven percent Lucas 33%, free throw percentage, which makes that wins you championship. Larry Bird almost 89% from the line, Lucas only at 73, or 74%. So, all right. Well, I don't you know, again, it, I don't I,
1: I, but 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 can we just acknowledge that Larry Bird's one of the greatest players of all time? And all right, no. bar, wait a minute, barring injury, we may be saying the exact same thing about Luca when he retires.
6: But like your 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 point is, it's a different game, and they play different positions.
1: Yes, yeah, um, it's, it's meaningless so to me. I don't it, even care.
6: I just found it. I was just curious, and I felt that the the stats were pretty close, but Larry still had, even though the game, he wasn't a, uh, a guard and the three point wasn't as prevalent. Yeah, I don't
1: care. I mean, know? I, I, again, I don't, it's like comparing a, you know, it would be like comparing Aaron Rodgers and his stats to a quarterback that played in the seventies. Like it, the game's different. I, I don't care. I mean, c- quarterbacks right now, if you're good, you should throw for 4,000 plus yards every year. Quarterbacks never threw for 4,000 plus yards in that era. So, you know, okay. the game's different, but we, I acknowledge Larry Bird's one of the great players in the history of the game. And I believe, barring injury, that we'll probably be saying the same thing about Luka Doncic in 10 years, you know?
6: So, throw your, your premise. What you're saying is we shouldn't compare LeBron to Michael Jordan then.
1: Correct. I mean, we just acknowledge that they're both phenomenal, they're both great, but you can compare them but you can't right. compare statistics. It's not right to compare statistics because the game was played completely differently. The rules are different. I mean, you know, go ask the players like Walt Frazier and Earl Monroe in that era where <laughs> hand checking were, no, where hand checking were allowed. Close, I mean, closed can line. you imagine?
6: Clo- yeah. I mean, right. A
1: <laughs> right. So, Hey, thanks for the call, Jeff. Good hearing from you.
6: Bye-bye.
1: Take care. All right. Let's get to Jerry right here on listen app. Jerry. How are you today?
7: Uh, I'm doing good, Grant. How are you, sir? Okay, buddy. You know, Grant, I know that your show is mostly about sports, Grant, but you know what? I, I, I just, uh, just not in the mood for today, sir. And I, I mean, I don't mean any disrespect, um, but I just can't get this mad shooting out of my mind. Uh, Grant, I understand.
1: And, I can't either.
7: And, you know, this kid, eighteen-year-old kid, uh, going to go to go buy on his birthday two assault rifles. What the hell would you need two assault rifles at that age? I mean, I, I mean, I just can't. I mean, my wife was telling me earlier that there was something that she saw on Facebook that this kid put something out saying that he was going to shoot his grandmother and then go shoot up a school. I mean, don't they have people that monitor these, these, uh, uh these apps that these guys want yeah. to uh, do? I mean, I mean
1: obviously we're, not
7: Where was the red flag grant where's the red flag yep. where
1: where's the phone call to the authorities i know it's just uh, again our our entire system is broken right now in the united states of america uh it's just broken there are so many things that need to be done to make this country safer and i don't know what we're waiting for but you know every day that we wait is a day that you know innocent lives are being lost From coast to coast in this country and again i don't know what we're waiting for but you're you're 100 correct
7: and then grant i think about these 19 babies and these two teachers that gave their lives for these little kids and and i just think about this i'm like you know no no normal 18 year old boy is going to wake up in the morning and say well first i'm going to play ps4 have some breakfast and then i'm going to go shoot my grandmother and then go shoot up a school there has to be the red flags where's the red flags at
1: I know. Did you see the the husband of one of the teachers died of a heart attack today, died of a broken heart?
7: Oh, my God, Grant. Yep. Oh, the, one, the,
1: the, one, the one teacher, uh, there were two fatalities with the teachers. One of the teachers, her husband, I believe I read they were married 27 years. He died today of a heart attack.
7: Oh, my God, Grant.
1: Uh, yep. You know yep.
7: what? When does change? No, you said this. You said this earlier that that when things like this happen, everybody's sad. Congress, oh, we're going to try to do this. We're going to do this. You know what? And it's forgotten until the next time when something like this happens. When is it going to change? When?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jerry, thank you for the call. You hang in there, man. Hang All, in right. There. All right. Bye bye. All right. Take care. All right. If you want to come on the program today, uh, you're able to uh, do so. And I'm 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 with Jerry. I don't mind calls on sports um i can't ignore the fact that we have a lot going on in the world of sports too but i mean it certainly takes a backseat as it should this week and hopefully really not just this week but always all right let's get to uh, rich hey rich how are you today
8: hey i'm doing good grant how are you i'm okay buddy thanks for calling good yeah well you know i i can have day it's been a rough couple days you know but you know i it's i go to elementary school a couple three days a week to pick up my granddaughter i've got 10 grandchildren and she's she's in third grade and you know when i see these kids out there and i just think oh my gosh you know and i was talking to my wife this morning i says i don't even want to bring up this happening this event to my granddaughter you know because it would just instill fear in her, you know, and have to, they shouldn't have to worry about stuff like that.
1: And I'm sure that they probably are going through drills and they're probably learning about it while they're at school. I would think that's now part of the curriculum. Unfortunately, in America, if you're in a school, this is what you do when this happens or that happens. I mean, uh, I just, it's so sad. And, you know, I was reading today that you know, again, what's so hard to believe the shooter. Now, uh, they, they, they came out today, just literally walked right into the school completely unobstructed yeah. and was in the school for an hour. I mean, how, how is yeah. it that, you know, a, a, a person with two assault rifles can just literally walk right into a school. Yeah. And it took an hour before the police were able to take him out. It's just, uh, it's Hard to fathom, it just really is. It's hard to fathom, and I don't know if you were listening yesterday. And if not, I encourage you to go back uh, on the whatever platform you yeah. use and li- listen to the call from Anita, who's a teacher at a grade school, and what she goes through now when yeah. she's at work. I don't know if you heard that call, but it was just no, eye I, didn't. Opening.
8: I didn't. I, I wasn't able phenomenal. to listen to it yesterday, yeah, yeah, no problem. But, well, uh, anyway, no, I, you know, and yeah it's just it's just you know and i I woke up this morning listened to i first thing i looked at this morning was the uh uh uh, with kurt you know steve Kerr, you know um yep you know with his rant you know about about everything and and, you know i mean it's just it's just there's gotta all
1: right rich i did lose you so i appreciate that um Thank you very much for your call. I was literally, Rich, just getting ready to compliment you that this is the first time that you were able to get right on with no issues. And as soon as I was getting ready to say that, <laughs> I lost you. Oh, but you're back, and that's important. All right, we'll, we'll do it again. All right, uh, Rich, you were talking about uh, Steve Kerr. And so as soon as you hit that mic icon, uh, we will continue this conversation. But
8: there, I, I, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Rich. You can okay, finish awesome. with, oh, you got cut off. Yeah. yeah, no, I had, I had, I don't know. That's crazy because I I think we, we got a better connection because I took off my earbuds and I'm just doing this through the speakerphone now on, on my iPhone. So maybe oh, that's going to, maybe that's going to help our, our connection. But, I hope so. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, after, after, you know, seeing his passion and his, you know, and it's like, you know, there's gotta be, you know, and, and then thinking that could, is it, can it really be driven by by greed? You know what I mean, and that's what's that's that to me is what's really scary about our country. If people are more concerned about the almighty dollar and greed, their power versus our children's lives. Yeah.
1: All right, Richard, I lost you again. So we'll say goodnight yeah. to you. Uh, I always appreciate you uh, chiming in. Thank you very much. Uh, this is a this is a complex issue, but I go back to common sense. I always talk about common sense. I've been talking about common sense as it pertains to sports and things for decades. I'm, I'm a big common sense guy. I think we get so wrapped up and try to analyze things down to, you know, the, 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 the nub on a bolt. No, we, we need to deal with common sense in our society. And I thought Andy's phone call at the beginning of this show was absolutely perfect, you know, conservative gun owner, but he's like, Hey, we need to do something. And we're not asking, we're we're, we're not asking our politicians and our lawmakers to walk up to your house and confiscate your weapons, okay? That's not what this is about. It's about common sense. It's about what we have done in this country is not working, okay? And we cannot, to me, that's not debatable. That's not debatable. And if you think the reason for our mass shootings is this, and I think it's that, and someone over here thinks it's this reason. There's no reason why we can't all come together, compromise, and do what is right. Do what is right. I always say this, and i continue to say this, there's a right way and a wrong way about doing things. And selfish people that put their own hide above what's right is a real problem as well sometimes you have to do what is best for your country and best for society even if it means that you are not going to achieve a certain status that you wanted or certain monetary gains what have you you know sometimes you got to do what's right and you got to do what's for the good of the people and but that goes for a lot of things in society. You know, you need to do what's right. Don't turn your head. There are too many people that turn their head to things and problems. No, no, no. There are too many people that are afraid to speak up. You know, people are hiding in caves because they're afraid to go against the mob. They're afraid of the what, what the woke culture is going to do to them, that they're going to swallow them up and chew them and spit them out. And that they're going to be labeled or their careers are going to be over or and I know I'm I'm one of those people, okay? But it didn't prevent me from speaking out on what I believe in. I believe all lives matter every single one. I will go to my grave. You can put it on my tombstone if you want. All lives matter every single one. That's all I've known ever since I was old enough to walk and talk. All right? Like I'm I'm now all of a sudden I have to apologize for that? Really? Uh Uh-uh, not apologizing for that. And I always speak up when I see something that is wrong. I, I don't turn my head the other way. You know, I've shared the story over and over again, so I won't do it again tonight, about the encounter I had, you know, at Del Frisco's at the bar in Philadelphia. I spoke up because I saw injustice. I saw what I felt was racism in front of my eyes. So I didn't ignore it, all right? There are too many people that ignore problems in this country. They don't want to get involved. They're afraid of what the recourse is going to be. Well, I'm not I'm not afraid to speak up. What do I have to lose? <laughs> are you kidding me? And even when I had a full career, I still was going to speak up for what I believe in. I, I believe that you do what is right and what you believe in. Don't hide in a cave. Come out and acknowledge we have problems. Don't be afraid to give an opinion if it's different than my opinion or different than what the norm is, all right? There have been a lot of people that have criticized Steve Kerr for his commentary 48 hours ago, all right? We had Andy calling him hypocritical. There have been others that have come out and come down hard on Steve Kerr. It's not a very popular sentiment right now, but if that's how you feel, come out and say how you feel. And you shouldn't be canceled because you feel that way. Andy, I I thought what he said was spot on. He backed it up with facts. He gave a strong opinion. Even if you don't agree with it, you can respect the fact that at least his opinion is different than yours. And it's not based on hatred. It's not based on anything other than it's based on what he feels are the facts as it relates to Steve Kerr. If you disagree with Andy, that's fine. But it doesn't mean you're going to cancel him. It doesn't mean that if he calls again, you're going to automatically just get off the app because you're like, screw him. And he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. How are you ever going to get better in this country if you can't have constructive dialogue where I listen to you you listen to me and at the end of the conversation we may not agree but there's a degree of respect we've lost that in this country oh we lost that in this country I I I will continue to advocate conversation differences of opinion and i will call out people regardless of ethnicity sexuality i don't care whether you're gay or straight i don't care what i don't care what you are makes no difference to me i don't care what your religion is makes no difference to me i don't care what your political affiliation is it makes no difference to me okay i don't give a damn whether you're a democrat or a republican On the left or the right, I don't care. It makes zero difference to me. Zero. Like, not even a little bit. I don't care. Okay? I I actually care less about that than any of the other examples I gave. I don't give a damn. I don't care. Makes no difference to me. But if you and I can't have a difference of opinion based on a political affiliation, then how are you ever going to improve things in the country? I mean, that's why we have our system to vote. You know, I, I still cannot believe how many people ended lifelong friendships over the last election. I'm like, really? You lo- <laughs> you ended a 40-year friendship because they voted for Trump and you voted for Biden? Really? And you deem that 70 million Americans are now racist? The the, the 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 people that voted for Donald Trump are racist? Really? Like how do, how does that happen? You know, it's just I I talk to these people. I've had a, and by the way, I, I am not in the politics. I am I'm probably the least political person you could ever speak to. I and I really mean that. I I don't even care. And I and I honestly mean that. I am so turned off by our politicians that I stay away from it. I I really do, but I try to educate myself so that when I'm having a conversation, I at least can stay in the game. My brother and I have very different political views. My brother is extremely well-educated on what he's talking about, okay? He is a lot different than I am politically, but we will sit down at times and talk for hours about a lot of these sensitive topics. And at the end of our conversation, I don't disown him as my brother. There are family members that don't even, they, they, they don't acknowledge one another anymore because of the past election. What, 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 like, I'm sorry, but that is just so foreign and so out of line. I have a very good friend who told me, flat out told me, they've ended a lot of friendships because of the difference in political opinions over the last election. I'm like, wow. Wow. So somebody that you have known for most of your life, that's one of your best friends, and you don't have them as a friend anymore. You know what that is? That's said with a capital S, you know what else it is? It's wrong. It's wrong. And that's why this country is so damn screwed up. Because nobody, when I say nobody, I'm generalizing, nobody can compromise and deal with a difference of opinion. Right? Isn't that what's going on right now in our political arena? What what what's the cliche? If the Democrats came up with a cure for cancer. The Republicans were voted down and vice versa, right? Isn't that what we say? There's no meeting in the middle. There's no bipartisanship. You can't get anything done because of personal agendas. Personal agendas. Sad. Absolutely sad. Personal agendas are now more important than doing what's right for the good of the country. And on a lot of topics, not just guns, you know, as I said, I don't know of any, I don't have one friend that I can name. I I really don't, I, I don't think I have a friend that doesn't own at least one firearm. I've never had a gun. I will never have a gun. I'm fine with that. And I'm also fine with my friends owning multiple weapons. Because the friends that I do know are all trained. They all know how to use their weapons. They've gone to training. They've gone to schools. They do uh, consistent shooting at shooting ranges. They store their weapons in a very safe place. And I can go on and on. I think that's great. I have no problem with that. Would I rather live in a society with no guns? I would, but I also have to be you know, realistic that that's never going to happen. So, I'm I'm fine with people having guns. I really am. I'm absolutely fine with it. But I'm fine with it if you're a responsible gun owner. Judy was
3: boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered com. It's
2: my little escape.
3: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
3: Whoa, take it easy, Judy
0: a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. And again, the people I do know that own firearms are. They know how to use their weapons. They know how to store their weapons and have no problem with that, none at all. So, you know, again, I go back to the very basic premise, common sense, and it's about doing what is right. You know the term, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, this country is broken and we need to fix it. And we're not gonna fix it by staying in a closet staying in a cave and not speaking up, okay? And if you wanna go and speak up against the woke culture, be my guest, step up to the plate and do it, okay? And if we have enough people that do that, then you wouldn't have to worry about being canceled. You wouldn't have to worry about being labeled because you would have enough of a backing and enough people with a backbone that would step up and support you. So if you have enough people that are willing to do that, that could fix a big problem in this country as well. All right, thank you so much. Don't forget my podcast will be released tomorrow in the neighborhood of around noon, and we'll be back on tomorrow to wrap up the week at three o'clock right here on Listen App. I can't thank you enough for your participation in these shows, your support. Really excellent phone calls today, excellent. And I cannot thank you enough. Have a good evening. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you tomorrow at three o'clock right here on Listen App. So long, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
3: Now, Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
3: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>